Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Darian Cockrell. Darian is a physical education teacher at Lindbergh School's Crestwood Elementary in St. Louis. He was selected by a committee of his peers and education partners across the state as the 2021 Missouri Teacher of the Year. Yay! Hi, Darian. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank you so much. And that intro, just so you know, my students would agree with you 100%. I am both weird and wacky and crazy uh, to it. And also. wonderful. And wonderful, right? <laughs> See, I'm weird and wacky, yeah. <laughs> so I like tend to attract weird and wacky, but weird and wacky in a good way. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. All right, cool. where are you right now? We're, we're, we're live on Facebook, am, and you look like they put you in the warehouse to go do your podcast. So I'm at Crestwood Elementary School, but I am in, uh, in our uh, early child care center room, the room that they use for before and after care. It's the gotcha. most quiet place um, off of the gym that I could find. So it's great. I love it. You're at school. <laughs> this is great. Yes. And all your students are like hanging out and like waiting for you to get done with a podcast. So it's awesome. <laughs> they might be mad at you, but it's okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I promise I'll make it up. I, I will come and, and I don't know, give them an inspirational talk, but you already we'll are an inspiration. I'm to that. <laughs> all right. You. I will. I promise. I'll, I'll talk about weird and wacky things. No, I totally <laughs> would love to. So tell me, I mean, I was, I just, I, your name kept showing up in my newsfeed and all kinds of places. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I so want to talk to him. I mean, you have this amazing story. You obviously inspire every day with what you do, but just talk about who is Darian and how did you get to this place where people are recognizing you as the teacher of the year? Uh, wow. So Darian Cockrell is a passionate, loving, caring, um, enthusiastic person. Uh, I really love what I do and, uh, it's the best thing in the world. It's the most natural thing I could have ever done in my life. Uh, my journey to being a teacher was definitely not the easiest journey, but uh, I think the great thing about life are the journeys we get to go through and the people we get to meet along those journeys and the experiences that you get to have. And uh, even though my journey in the beginning wasn't the greatest, those experiences have definitely um, helped me build, helped build me into the person that I am, that I am today. And uh, those experiences have also allowed me to teach my kids with the most passion and love that unfortunately I didn't have when I was a kid. So I want to make sure that no kid that I come in contact ever feel the way that I did when I was growing up, especially in education. What I love about it, then, I, and I, you know, it's it's not easy for everybody to break free from difficulties. You know, and so I'm I'm always really intrigued by people that are able to do so that they didn't have the best beginning, but they figured out like I got to figure out how to get out of this and how to do more so I can live that life that, you know, I have in my head that I, that I deserve to have. So what steps did you take? What did you do? Uh, so as I spoke earlier, you know, about that journey, it was those people that came into my life. Uh, living in the city of St. Louis, it was rough. It was hard because when you're in a bubble, then everything in that bubble is normal to you. Right. So, it's hard to look outside of something that you're just so familiar with, so comfortable with, so used to. So it's hard to change anything in your life when you feel like this is normal. This is normalcy. Right. 
Right. Uh, and this is just school. what is. Like, I just have it to is. accept this, right? Yes. And I think early on in life, I did accept it because there was never a time where I was venturing outside of my neighborhood, outside of my environment. And the only difference that I ever seen was on TV. But that's fairy tale land. That's right. not real. That's made believe. So, right. you know, that's something that I could never, you know, possibly be because those are the rich people that's famous. That's nothing that I could ever do because I don't have those resources and opportunity here. The people that I see when I'm going through, this is it for me. But what changed for me was when uh, the, the DSEG program allowed me the opportunity to leave that space. And I think over a period of time, as I'm taking those journeys, that hour bus ride from the inner city out to those suburban schools and just seeing all the buildings and, you know, the cars and the people and just the niceness in those neighborhoods, completely opposite of what I was used to. But that allowed me to open up my mind because I escaped that bubble. And seeing all those things made me realize there's more to life than what I'm used to. Like, right. it's, it's weird now because I have a job, you know, I'm, I can with what I have, but growing up, having a job wasn't even normal. It was normal that a lot of family members didn't have jobs, that people had to sell drugs and people had to steal. That was normal to me, which is crazy to even think about now because having a three-year-old son, I would never want him to think that it's normal to that you got to go out and steal to eat or that we don't have electricity or that I don't have a job. That's, no child should ever feel that that is normal. Right. And just leaving that environment and seeing people with jobs and finding other friends and seeing different cultures and those cultures inviting me in to open me up to so many other things made me realize that I want to do something other than what I'm used to. I love it. And I think, and you know, I, I want people to understand that this is, you you do get to say that this gets to end with me. What what I see as normal in my with my childhood and everything, and that's what I thought was normal. I can make that end with me, so that my children don't have to keep continuing to live that sort of a legacy. When you like change their legacy, absolutely. But I mean, even with that said, it's easier said than done because it was hard. Because you got to understand that. Just because I made it out, there were still other kids just like me trying to get out of that situation. But you also run into those people who are like, oh, this kid, he thinks he's too cool now, or he's trying to be something that he's not. He's trying to do something different. And kids, people, period, need to understand that not everyone's going to agree with what you're trying to do. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you and your future. Whether your mom doesn't agree with it, your dad, your best friends, your cousins, whoever, you need to do the most positive thing that's going to allow you to be successful in your life. And even though I had a lot of, you know, um, negative reactions to some of the stuff that I was doing, even stuff that I didn't even have control over, I still had to do what was the best for me in my situation. Right. And I mean, was the, were the negative responses, were they more along the lines of people didn't like that you were doing the things they wish they could do? I think that was part of it. I mean, they would never admit to that, but I think a lot of it, unfortunately, was jealousy. But you also have to understand that when I was taken out of that situation, I was put into a boy's home. I didn't ask to be in the boy's home. The state took me away and they put me in that boy's home. Uh, They knew that 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 would be a better situation for me. But even then, I was still trying to rebel. I was still trying to, you know, bring all that gang stuff and all that negativity inside of that boy's home. But luckily, they, you know, got it out of me. and. You know, I didn't want I didn't want my friends to feel like I was being fake or I was letting them down by changing up. But like I said, I realized been in that boys home once I started to shed all that negativity that 
that stuff that they are holding on to, it is not okay. It's not. Well, and, and the gang thing, I mean, what's so scary about all of that is that it, it can replace a family. Like if you feel like your family isn't, if your family is not family, right? And there's, and it's very dysfunctional and there's horrible things going on. It, I can, I totally get that attraction. Like these people are going to accept me and they're going to take care of me and I'm going to be able to, you know, make money so that I can take care of myself. You that I get that. And then, but breaking from that, I mean, Darian, what did, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal that you broke from that. It took a lot of love and a lot of support. When you grow up without, you know, a mom who's, you grew up with a mom who's in and out of your life uh, with a grandmother who's doing everything she can to make sure that you are the best person that you can be, but she can't be around as much because she's trying to work to support us. You don't have a father, but you have all these different influences in your life. There's a part of you that doesn't feel loved, that doesn't feel supported or cared for. And I think growing up, one of the things that sucked for me is it was hard for me to trust people, to love for people and care for people because I didn't know how that felt. I didn't know how that was. Even still to this day, I struggle with that because it's a trauma that I don't like to admit, but it's still hard for me to trust and love and care about certain things because I never really fully got that growing up. Until this day, I'm still trying to gather that, to, you know, express that and show that, but it's hard. Oh, I can't imagine. Of course it is. But here's what's good is that you, you it sounds like you had a person in your life that really was like your grandma. Yes. You had at least this one person that was like, I'm, I'm working. I'm with you. I love you. I adore you. We're going to figure, you know, this is like, I'm here for you kind of thing. Which is really important. I think it's so important that people have that one, at least one person that can do that for them. Because I can't imagine just feeling like, I mean, I can only imagine, let me put it that way, that that there's a, a sense of, okay, it's up to me. And then I'm being shown this path through this gang. So I guess I'll go there. But because I'm not showing, any, no one's showing me anything else. But at some point you were shown something else. And you were like, oh, this is better. I yes. want to do that. So like with your, you as a teacher now, oh my gosh. I mean, you come with this amazing richness that you can share with all of these kids. I mean, tell me about your students and what, what's oh it like God. to be at Crestwood Elementary? My students are so amazing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all of them now. Like I just got different kids running through my mind, but... I would say for me, when I first started teaching my first year, let's just, just say the first month, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I, I got my dream job. I was a PE teacher. And it's you don't realize until it hits you how important you are to them. You know, like the way they look up to you. And with me being a specialist, with me being a PE teacher, a lot of kids are looking forward to coming to PE. So it's one of those uh, situations where I always feel like I'm doing my kids a disservice if I'm not always the best me that I can be. So it doesn't matter if it's the first class or the last class of the day. I feel like I have to be just enthusiastic as loving, caring, crazy, and energetic as their first class as I am with my last. So it's exhausting, but at the same time, I know how much they need it, and I know how much they appreciate it and love it. Because for me, going to school, all the other classes like reading, math, and all that stuff, 
I always struggled with, you know, dyslexia and just learning disabilities. I never was good at those things, but PE was my thing that got me in the doors. Those gotcha. PE teachers, they made it fun for me. They just made me love the school atmosphere, but they also were the gateway to the other classes. They explained to me the importance of those classes and how much I should res- respect and appreciate those just as, just, just as much as I do PE. Like I could talk to these kids about the importance of fitness and health, which is very important because no matter what you want to do in life, if you're not taking care of your body, your body's not going to live long enough to take care of you. So true. But with that said, if it were not for education, I would not be where I am today. It wasn't just PE. It was the other stuff that encompassed all of education. So, I mean, it's my kids just continue to remind me every day how important it is to just have an education, to have wonderful teachers and just their enthusiasm, uh, their love for me, their care, their support, the, their ability to buy into what I'm trying to teach them. And, you know, elementary kids, there are a lot of different emotions that you have to deal with every day. But that reminds me of just how the world works and how you have to be there for different kids and different kids need different needs. And I think my past experiences have definitely allowed me the opportunity to connect with kids in so many different ways than just PE and health. Because of those experiences, I can connect with with them on a deeper level. And I think that creates trust. It creates love. It creates support. And it creates those things that I didn't have as a kid. And I think that allows me to be the best teacher that I can be because it allows me to reach the kids in so many different ways. Not even just them, but their families as well. Well, yeah. And I mean, how I love that the teacher of the year is your peers and education partners. I mean, that's got to feel good. I know. <laughs> Yay. Right? I love it. Yes. So let me ask you, I've got some questions for you. And one has to do, you know, here we are in this pandemic. And I mean, how did you and your students, like, what did you do when everybody was at home and on Zoom? And how did you keep up the energy and the fitness and what have you? So it was terrifying in the beginning because I remember it was this time last year, actually, right before spring break. And uh, right before we left, we got an email saying, you know, we're going to extend spring break because of this new thing, the coronavirus. I'm like, what is this crazy thing? I don't know what's going on. So I go to Florida. We're in Florida. And, um, you know, we start seeing everything on the news. Everything's just blowing up. Then we get another email saying that, okay, guys, we're not coming back to school because of this virus. So we expect you guys to, you know, develop these different things, platforms, so kids can access information about whatever your class is. I think for specialists, it was different because we only see kids um, two or three times throughout the week. So we just had to provide uh, like a Google Doc so they can access different things for a PE, for our specialist class. Now, everything was new. So I think the superintendents, the principals, everyone was just like, okay, what do we do? How we continue to keep these kids engaged? How we continue to be that support for them and be there for them, but provide a good education. So I think at that time, because everything was so new, they told us to do the best that we can to make sure they were there for those kids. Now, with that said, with me as a PE teacher, my class is all about engagement. It's about mm-hmm. physical activity. It's about yeah. movement. And I knew that even though I wanted to provide different things, they can go look up on YouTube or a worksheet or, you know, you can go outside and do this treasure hunt. It wasn't the same because being in PE for me, is like a culture. It's a whole different thing. It's like, being in PE in my class with the music, with the kids and everyone working yeah, and together. And all the energy and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And I just knew I couldn't hold my students accountable if I'm not actually seeing them be active, be healthy or engage in any kind of activity. So what I did was 
I asked my principal, I'm like, look, I know that we're just supposed to provide this, but can I just make a couple of videos to make sure that they're engaged? So the first thing I did was just make a simple stretching video. And when I was doing it, my son was asleep, but he came downstairs and he joined me. And oh, I think cool. when he joined me, when my, and I, when my three-year-old son, actually he was, yeah, he was three at the time. He had just turned three. When he joined me, I didn't think anything of it. And then I posted a video and I think I got more likes and engagement because he was in it. And I was like, you know what? Let's make another video. <laughs> and then we just made a little fun video. Those videos turned into like motivational Monday videos. Cause I knew that the coronavirus, everyone was down. It was just a whole new different thing. And I, I knew how hard it was for people mentally, especially to just get through the week because there's so many things going on. People don't know what's going to happen. There was so much uncertainty. I just wanted to be that beam of light to say, look, this is Monday. Let's start the week off. The week off. Great. This is motivational Monday. Just look at me and laugh or join me on this, you know, fitness journey, whatever you may need to get through the week. And I started there. And then I also just started joining different classes and working them out. Just, I just wanted the kids to know that I'm still here. You don't have right. me in class, but I'm still here. I still want to make sure you're working out, you're being active, you're being healthy, but not just physically, but mentally also. Because when the gym starts closing down, the park starts closing yes. down, and all these normal vices that people have as outlets, I wanted to make sure I was still an outlet for them. So I, I just had it. to make sure that mentally they were still able to just cope with all the stuff that's going on. And I think that's one of the scariest things because in an elementary school setting, a lot of times people don't think about the mental stability that some of these kids and the stuff they have to deal with. And I think just acknowledging that and let them know that you understand that and that you're here to help them and support them through those different stages of whatever mental cycle they're going through, it really helps them grow. That's fantastic. Bravo. <laughs> so then I've got this fun and question for teacher, you. By the way. What was that? What I was said, that? I'm a PE teacher, by the way. People don't know that. No, we get deep with some stuff sometimes. <laughs> well, yes, of course you should. I love that you do, though. I mean, <laughs> it's more than PE, and it, and and the physical lends to everything else. It lends to yes, the mental. It lends to the emotional. Um, I have this fun question for you that I think your students are really going to want to know the answer to. Okay. <laughs> You're going to go to karaoke night. What song will you sing? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke night, what song am I going to sing? It's so hard because if I know, so it depends on the audience. If it's my kids, then I, I would kids. definitely have to. Ah, oh, man. Like what song is going to pump them up and get them like all like I'm doing my physical, my PE right now, right? <laughs> I would say right now. I would just have to do with the song that's been working with me since day one. And it's the whip nene. Watch me whip, watch me nene. That was the song I love that it. I took. And I created something with it. And the kids are familiar with it. They know when they hear that song. It reminds them of DC, it reminds them of PE. I know all the lyrics. I know the dance move. I know the exercises I incorporated with it. So that's my go-to. All right. <laughs> See? Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this about me, but kindness is a huge deal uh, for me. I want to see, of course, more kindness in the world and any little bit I can do to get it out there. And that's why I have people like you on this podcast, because you were just kindness all over. <laughs> Thank you. So have you recently witnessed or have you given or received any kind of kindness? Let's talk about kindness in your world. Um, I think, you know, since just one of this teacher of the year, there's been so many people reaching out to me and just 
telling me how much they love my story, my support, what I mean to these kids, to the different, you know, to the community. And as amazing and great as it is, sometimes it's overwhelming because I just feel like everything I do is just natural. I don't feel like I'm doing anything extra or doing anything I should or shouldn't be doing. I just feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But so when all these people are reaching it, out. Because that's who you are. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's yes, what's so great about it. It's not, it's authentic. It's you. Yes. But it's, you know, even with that said, I always try to make sure that people know that even though people say, oh, you're the best teacher. You're the teacher of the year. I'm not the best. I'm one of so many amazing teachers in my school, in this district, in the state of Missouri. I'm just one of so many amazing people just trying to help everyone be the best person they can be. But even with that said, you know, I would give my last two bucks to help anybody. I took a kid's tennis shoes home the other day because they weren't wide enough. I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and clean those for you. I ran into a family at the park. Um, I ran into two of my students at the park yesterday, just randomly. And it was so odd because they had their mask off. And since I don't see the kids with their mask off, I just seen this girl that looked familiar, but she didn't have teeth. But I didn't know she was missing teeth because, you know, she's a, a first grade. I'm like, what are you doing here? And I seen her and I seen her mom and I know that, uh, you know, those kids are adopted and their mom is just amazing because she, she's just taking these kids in and she's doing so much. And I just feel like, hey, can I just buy you guys dinner? It's the least that I can do because you're just such an amazing person to these kids, to our school, because she's also a teacher at our school. And I just lend it. You know, I just wanted to just take a little bit off her plan. Like, look here. I want to buy you guys dinner tonight. But I just I just live through kindness because coming from a place where you don't have much or you didn't give much. Even if I have a little bit, I'm going to give as much as I can to help somebody else because I, I know that it. I'm good. So I'm going to help whoever I can. Well, thank you for being on this earth at this time with us. Oh, thank you. We very much appreciate you and everything you're doing. And, you know, I, I just, it's so important to showcase people like you, right? Because that's the thing we want. We want people to go out of there, like, just be kind. And, and, and it might be a little bit out of your way, but just do it. Yes, ma'am. It, it's it's great for the people you're doing it for, but it it's good for you. It feeds it, your soul. It goes such a long way. I mean, it can it it can be somebody who's just like on the brink of just been done, and you can just say hi or just give me a hug or give me a high five or whatever, and it can completely change everything for them. Just that little gesture of love and kindness, and people don't realize that sometimes it doesn't have to be some huge like here's a million dollars. Right. It, that's not what it's about. It's just that little high five can just completely change a kid or an adult's mood. I just seen a story the other day about a guy who stands on a corner in a city and just shouts and, you know, just say hi to people and just acknowledge people. Sometimes people just need that acknowledgement. Yes, That's exactly. Well, thank you, Darren, for everything that you're doing. I so appreciate you being a guest on this podcast. Just keep being you. I mean, well, it was an honor. That's good. Thank you. Thank All you right. very much. And to everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Hey, get on Facebook and look up 100th ME 100THME and join our whole prioritizing kindness movement. Love you all. See you later. God bless. <laughs>